that here. So this is uh, number three uh, of the morning routine. And so this one is uh, after you've uh, been, been still and knowing he is God and spending that time with God and just being you know, quiet and in, in his presence and filling yourself up with the Holy Spirit and, you know, um, refillment. Like the Bible does talk about, you know, you got to fill and then be refilled. Well, this is how you be refilled. You be refilled by spending time with God on a regular basis, being still and knowing he is God and he refills everything you need and you know um it's also connected to when we when the uh the israelites were in the desert and the manna came from heaven there was enough manna for the day uh and you couldn't rely on the manna from that day to sustain you in the next day you need to have new manna that next day well it's the same thing for us we need to have new manna every day. We have need a new presence of God every day. Everything that we need to do with God, we have to redo on a regular basis because we need to refill ourselves because what we have for today, we use for today. But tomorrow is, has enough fears and, and worries for itself. And so those worries and those fears, we need to deal with those things in the morning before we get going. This is why we do this in the morning routine to refill us, to get us prepared for the day. So our focus and our presence is on God before anything else. He's the first fruit. He wants to be have the first fruit of our life, of our increase. So this is what we do. When we get up in the morning, we give him the first fruit. He has the presence first thing in the morning. So this is what we do. So this is uh, part three. And this is part three is, is talking about uh, reading the word. And how critical it is for reading the Word. But not just reading the Word. Now, this is what I do. I read the Word. Now, I have an app on my phone that I use to read the Word. And I read that. But I also will use my Bible to uh, sometimes and to get a more tactile feeling about a specific scripture that I might be reading. But then I, I, I have like a devotional that I go through. And I, and I read the Word through that devotional on a regular basis. And it's a fantastic thing. So that's what I do. And I bring it in. Now, reading the word is not just you reading and understanding what the Bible says about you and your walk and how you should live and, and what Jesus did for us. And that, that the whole Old Testament is a type and shadow of what was to come. And the fact that, you know, we are all sinners and the only reason we're able to go into this relationship with God is because of grace and the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for us to walk free. And the stripes that he took on his back for our healing and all this kind of. So this is the Bible is great for that. And you need to know what the Bible says. It, you know, I like what um, I don't know who said it, when this was said, but, you know, the like the acronym um, basic instructions before leaving Earth. You know, I like that. I think that's kind of cool. And I think that's exactly what it is. It's, it's an instruction manual. It is a guidelines that we need to use in order to walk through our lives and understanding, you know, uh, the fact that we are all sinners and we cannot earn heaven. We can't. Not, we don't have any ability to earn heaven. We can only receive it as a gift from God. That's all we can do. We can only receive it as a gift from God. We have to accept and realize and understand and agree to the fact that Jesus Christ died for me on the cross for my salvation so I can then accept him and, and I can then gain access to the kingdom of God 
because of his sacrifice, not because I have earned it. And to recognize that I'm always probably going to be a sinner, but it doesn't mean they mean I, I have to walk in sin. Through the process that we're going through and learning how to be still and knowing he is God and learning how to pray and learning how to spend time with him, it brings that stuff to the surface that we can deal with it and get rid of it and do autophagy on our spirit as well as our body and to get freedom from those things. And that's a, a wonderful thing. So that's why we read the word. We read the word for that purpose. But also one of the things that I've learned and understood about um, uh, one of the reasons why we have the word, because it's one thing, it's like, okay, why did God, if, if God has a spirit, God and God can speak to us in our, uh, in our spirit, why do we need to read the word? Why do we need to have the word? But, because we need something to help us and this is in the area of meditation. So I have a video that I put out there a while back. It's called uh, Don't Ruminate, Meditate. And it's talking about the fact that most of us have a tendency to think over and over and over and over these negative thoughts about ourselves, about our circumstances, about our situation, about whatever's going on. And we have these negative thoughts and they just ruminate. They go around and around and around. And then the more you ruminate on those kind of negative things, the more you get into a place where you start becoming, uh, you know, anxious and upset and even depressed and even suicidal. And so why do we do that kind of thing? Because it's a gift to ruminate. But when we do it in a negative side, because that's most of the time what we do, we ruminate in a negative way. It causes us to have some continuous negative thoughts that bring us down a path of negativity, which causes us to start to focus on what's negative and not what's positive. So I believe that one of the reasons why God gave us the word and why the word became flesh and then the word became a Bible that we can read is because we needed to have something to focus on. So God says in the word to focus on what is lovely, which is precious, what is good. Focus on the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. The Bible is a book of truth. It is the truth. Even if you don't believe it yet, it is the truth, and it will set you free. So this is what you do. You grab a verse from the Bible. Say, for example, uh, where Jesus said to that man who said, uh, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. He says, all things are possible for those who believe. All things are possible. So <clears throat> this is how you meditate on the word or positive rumination, rumination. This is how you do it. You say, okay, all things are possible for those who believe. All things are possible for those who believe. Okay. Those who believe all things are possible. So all things are possible for those who believe. Those who believe what? That all things are possible? All things are possible for those who believe. So then you say that on a regular basis and you meditate on that scripture and you bring it over and over again and you play within your head. And meanwhile, God will work on you and start giving you revelation about what it means that all things are possible for those who believe. Is it maybe that all things are possible for those who believe that praying in tongues and fasting 
can cause you to believe. So all things are possible for those who believe that prayer and fasting can help you with your unbelief. It's all in the same verse area. It's all talking about the same thing. What's the context of the uh, in, uh, conversation? It's important. You can't just take one verse out of context. Look at the whole context. What happens? So, okay. So then, then that's called meditating on the word. That's called getting focusing on what's precious and lovely and good. That's taking the truth and letting the truth set you free. That is why I believe we have the Bible. And I believe that's why we have this instinct that a lot of people have to memorize scripture. And memorizing scripture is not just about memorizing scripture. It's not that you just want to be able to show off because you know where all the scripture is. I tell you, as a man of God, I've been a man of God now for over 20 years, and I've read the word quite a few times. I'm not good at that whole memorizing exactly what verse and what uh, uh, area of the Bible it is. I, I'm not good at that. And, you know, and people would say, well, that's not a very positive confession. It's not a very positive confession, but it's the truth. And the truth will set me free. I'm not good at that. And I don't have to be good at that. That's not my area. I am very, very, very good at understanding the concept that the word is talking about and the overall message that the Bible talks about and knowing what is in it. And so when somebody would speak to me, they will say, Oh, I'm going through this situation. I would know there's a scripture that says, and then I'd quote the scripture. And it talks specifically about that area and how to get freedom from that area. That's that's just as good as being able to quote scripture and verse. And I don't I don't I'm not worried about it. I don't feel uncomfortable with the fact that I'm not good at the other thing, but I am good at this thing. Fine by me. If you require somebody who has that ability to you know, tell you what the verse in the scripture is, well, then maybe I'm not the one who's the good teacher for you. Maybe I'll be the one who would be more likely to be able to speak into the heart of somebody uh, emotionally instead of intellectually. Because I don't believe personally, that's because of who I am, I don't believe personally that an understanding of the Bible is an intellectual pursuit. I think it's a spiritual pursuit. I think it's a, an emotional pursuit. I think when you actually feel the presence of God, when you actually feel that he's there for you and you feel the love that he has for you, it changes your heart. It's not. I can't convince you of that intellectually. I can't. I can quote scripture all day long. And you can say, yeah, I know that says that. Yeah, I know it says that. I know it says that. I know it says that. But when God touches you and gives you revelation and you sense his presence and you sense his love, it doesn't matter what anybody else says to you after that. I know the truth and the truth has set me free. He is real. I feel him. I sense him. I know that he loves me. Why? Because I can feel that love coming into me. That can't be conveyed intellectually. It has to be experienced. Why do you think God has created us to be spiritual beings? 
why not just have an intellectual process? You know, we're very, we're very powerful intellectually. We can figure out all kinds of things. We, we know how to intellectually take God out of the picture altogether and say that, oh, it's the universe. Or it is just the way we are made. It's just the way. And so, and it was an accident by, you know, this chemical and this chemical got together and blah, blah, blah. And then they have this understanding of, oh, yeah, if you try these two chemicals, you can see it has this kind of reaction. You do, And then intellectually, they can say, oh, I understand how everything goes. But then if you break that down to this finest point, intellectually, none of it makes sense without a creator. But I think that's why God made us the way he made us, in his likeness and in his image, because he wants to have a relationship. I believe that's why he created us in the first place. And that's why he gives us free will. Free will is a gift he gave to us that probably has caused him more heartache than anything else. Because he would wish and will that all believe in him and come to the glory through Jesus Christ and be in heaven with him. But not all will. Some people are going to choose not to love him. Some people are going to choose not to believe in him. And he gives them the free will to do so. It'll be a very difficult perspective to gain when the time comes where they learn the error of their ways and they don't have a choice they will spend eternity recognizing and realizing that yeah they made a huge mistake and even though god's presence was around them and they felt it felt it they attributed to the universe which is a created thing by god and even though they felt uh this check in their spirit that they shouldn't do something they just said, oh, it's just their uh, their personality making sure that they're doing the right thing and not God saying, be careful, watch out. You know, we think that this um, thing in us that stops us from doing really bad things or tries to get us to stop doing really bad things is just our own ego trying to control us and make sure everything's okay. And when it's actually God going, be careful not a good place you go into this situation you're going to get in trouble you know like ah, but that's just our instincts that's just because of hunting and all that no, no no that's god be careful be careful so this is why i believe that um we have the bible and we have to read the word and reading the word is i don't like to say it this way but is non-optional you have to read the word I would suggest you read it every day as in the morning to start your day off in the right place uh, so you can fill yourself with truth and the truth can set you free. And then you'll have the tools if you are in a situation where you start to ruminate about something negative, somebody gives you bad news and you're like now worried about that bad news and then once you catch yourself and realize, oh my gosh, I'm ruminating about this bad news, you can say, uh, all things are possible for those who believe. All things are possible for those who believe. Lord, I know that all things are possible for those who believe. And this bad news that I've gotten, 
I know we can get past it. Why? Because all things are possible for those who believe. And I believe that you're there with me to help me get through this situation. You are not there to get the situation to go away, but you are there to help me get through it. And for my benefit to get through to the other side, because I will learn something through this struggle. I will be able to come out on the other end as a, a better person who is more prepared to be able to minister to somebody else who might go through the same thing. I thank you, Lord. All things are possible. Thank you. And then all of a sudden now that bad news that you got is now motivating you to bring the presence of God in, to quote scripture, to meditate on the word, and then even to be still and know that he is God. Because that is your area that you go to when you need help. Critically important. Okay, so that's number three. I hope that helps you. I hope that gives you wisdom and understanding about what is happening when you do those things and why you should do those things and how that builds your day up and how you start off on the right foot. Uh, last one's coming up. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye.